Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This episode is with Hannah Baker, a.k.a. Hanny Bakes. That's with two Ys on uh, YouTube and Instagram. Hannah is a, uh, I'm going to just freestyle here, fashion model, uh, makeup guru. She does like makeup tutorials and fashion tutorials, and she's also pretty hilarious, has a funny family, and has a really cool story to tell. So I was really happy to have her on the show today. Uh, Before we get to her, though, the previous episode, episode 349, uh, was with my friend Scott Cunningham. And I'm doing this new thing. It's a, a random question generator, and I hit Scott with that. So let's see what he's got for us. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here uh, with Scott Cunningham, episode 349. Uh, Scott, random question generator. What is one of your worst habits? Uh, according to my wife, my worst habit is biting my nails. Oh. And then just spitting them onto the floor. <laughs> I mean, you don't always have a garbage can next to you. Yeah, and true. so I just like bite it and then I spit it Ping. somewhere it's else. It's fun to spit it out too when it's like pew. Yeah. Across the they room. can go pretty far. You could hurt somebody. Yeah. And then she finds them when she's cleaning or vacuuming and then yells at me. I think that uh, I don't really bite my nails, but I pick them. And I will either, I'll lay them beside me on the armchair, and then normally they'll eventually get knocked off the armchair by accident with air quotes, or I'll throw them behind the couch, like just chuck them back there, because nobody's checking behind the couch until years later when there's a giant pile of dead skin. Yes. Yeah. So, thank you for sharing. (laughs) I hope I didn't gross anybody out too much with that conversation, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what you could expect from episode 340 now with Scott Cunningham. Uh, this episode's a lot of fun, man. I'm so excited to have Hannah on the podcast and for you to be able to hear her story. And she's still pretty young, and she's already doing amazing things on social media. So she's got a lot of, a lot of info for you if you want to grow your YouTube channel, if you want to grow your Instagram channel, and if you want to you know, get comfortable in front of a camera and find out how that can change your life. That's what this conversation is going to be all about. But... Before we get there, let's talk about our sponsors, our amazing sponsors like Harlequin Pepper Yoga. So right now, if you go to Harlequin Pepper Yoga, either at 320 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg or search for Harlequin in the App Store or Google Play and use the code word ROBZ, you get one month for free toward a six-month or a year membership. You heard me right. One month for free toward a six-month or a year membership just by saying Rob Z. Just tell Aaron at Harlequin that Rob Z sent you. She does a vinyasa style of yoga rooted in science. I love yoga. It's changed my life, and it'll change yours as well. And guys, do not discount the power of yoga. Come on now. Shout out to the Comics Vault as well, 1130 12th Avenue in Altoona. If you love comic books, the Comics Vault is the spot. New comics every Wednesday. Thousands of back issues. My son loves the Incredible Hulk, so we go there to get Hulk comics all the time from Neil, who runs the joint at the Comics Vault, Altoona, and the Clay Cup. What up, Sarah, at the Clay Cup, 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona. On uh, Facebook and Instagram, the Clay Cup, coffee, tea, and creativity. Pottery painting, watercolor classes, and just an awesome atmosphere for you to spend your time with friends. Let's start the show, friends. This is Rob Z Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. We're broadcasting live from the Catalyst Space Studios, downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania. Today I have 
Hannah Baker with us, a.k.a. Hanny Bates. <laughs> hey, Hannah. Hello. Thank you for being here. Yo, thank you for having me. So this is this is awesome. What I've been trying to do lately is find people in central Pennsylvania, where I am based, that are doing big things on the internet, who are making like the internet their career. Right. And I've had, uh, you know, a couple of podcasters on, a couple of vloggers on, but I think as far as like creme de la creme you might be top of the list <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> well, was, thank you was but... that too much pressure to start it out um so explain i guess to start off here if they want to find you hanny bakes on all platforms yes hanny bakes on hanny bakes on all platforms with two y's that was my mistake when i first started oh with two y's yeah yeah wow. when i first started like all of my social media work i just thought it would be cute to put two y's and now i really regret that but it's okay two y's um h-a-n-n-y-y-b-a-k-e-s and Hannah Baker, too. I go by both. But, yeah. The trendy one's Hanny Bakes. So. Yeah. That's like your personality name. Yep, exactly. Like your performer name. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I, I think the coolest thing was, and I, I mentioned this before we started, but my wife watches your stuff, and she got on YouTube the other day, and you were, like, in the top 10 trending on YouTube because your video about having how to grow long hair yes. like exploded right yes and i actually just found that out right now that i was <laughs> on no the idea. trending yeah <laughs> i had i had no idea i mean the video is at like 104,000 views yeah. which is big for me i hadn't That's reached. big for anybody really yeah. right i mean unless you're gigantic and right. you're millions of followers yeah right. that's huge i think about it like oh my god 104 the, i mean yeah 104,000 people sat there and watched me like they clicked on my face and they're sitting there and watching me it, it kind of blows my mind but yeah that was the first one to go pretty big my other ones have like maybe max twenty thousand views so i would just look at it every day and be like oh my gosh <laughs> it just it keeps growing and keeps growing which it's a really cool feeling your but... hair or the video uh, both, both. <laughs> okay yeah, the both. longer the hair gets the more views the <laughs> <Yeah>. video gets. <laughs> oh my gosh i wish but <laughs> that's so that's so wild i guess my question was number one like do girls not know how to grow their hair long that's i'm my wife loves loves makeup tutorials mm -hmm. fashion tutorials which i think a lot of women do mm -hmm. uh and as a guy watching it i'm just like i don't get i don't get it i'm annoyed half the time <laughs> no offense no, oh none taken but as a guy that's just i think that's how it is i i'm I honestly see it like before I started my YouTube channel, I really enjoyed watching other girls put makeup on. And like, I think it's almost like you like to see what other people do in a genuine way. Yeah. Like you like to see the routine of other people, you know, like the products that work for them, the products that don't work for them. And then you like to be able to get other people's opinions, especially girls that you trust. Like if you look at somebody and they have really nice hair, you're like, oh, I want to know how she did that. And then whenever they can like sit down and make really genuine content about it, I feel like that is why people can relate to it better, especially girls. Like girls, you're like, okay, either you're going to look at somebody and be mad that they look like this or you're going to look at somebody and be like, okay, help me, like show me how you did this. And yeah. But the either more way, you're going to watch, right? The more, yeah, exactly, exactly. So That's, My wife was just saying yesterday, she was watching this, she follows this one girl on Instagram, I can't remember her name, but she's like, I can't stand this girl. I can't, I can't stand <laughs> what she's yep. doing and all these photos that she's in and just going on and on and i'm like why are you still following yep. her and she's like i don't know yeah exactly. and i said how many followers does she have and she's like oh like you know five million <laughs> exactly exactly and probably so. like half of her followers i don't know about half but a lot of her followers just they like envy her and watch her and like mm -hmm. oh i can't stand her but i'm just gonna they still watch yeah so, it's so crazy uh, hey a view is a view yeah. so we take it either way you know yeah because she's laughing the whole way to the bank i mean yeah that, oh, that exactly making money you know what i mean oh exactly yep. I, it's just so amazing right now this the world that we're living in uh it, it's it's cool because you can take the stuff that you love to do put it online 
and that can be your career Mm -hmm. and you can just kind of roll with it. So for you, how cool is it? You know, uh, you work locally in Mm -hmm. town. I don't know if you want to say where you want to work. You don't have to or not. It's up to you. But, um, it's cool that like you can st- like you still have a regular job, right? But as this thing grows, obviously right. you won't have a regular job Ex- forever. Yeah. yeah, that I think that's like the main goal here because I, I don't see myself, you know, blowing up to having like a million billion subscribers or anything like that. I mean, that would be really cool, but <laughs> I I don't know if I like actually envision that. But I do hope like that this could be something that like because. I don't know. My personality, I I don't really want to work like a nine to five. I don't want to like be on a set schedule. I like to be creative. I like to create things and I have a lot of fun working on YouTube and things like that. It doesn't feel like work. So if I could do this for the rest of forever, then why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing I find funny is whenever you, even when I was in radio for a long time, uh, you know, people would be like, well, you know, you don't have a real job or why don't you have a real job or there's a bunch of different things applying to it. And then you have this mindset of like, well, I need to work eight hours a day. Oh, right. I need to have like this set income and this set thing that I do. Uh, but the, the at least for myself personally, the more I learned, the more I studied people who do like an entrepreneur for a living or they do videos for a living or whatever it might be that's like out of the norm Mm -hmm. like why would you not want to do that i just get the feeling people who think the opposite way uh either they don't get it or they're like envious of it right it's it because Mm -hmm. it's 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 a very enviable position to have i think it's also a comfort thing like you know going to your nine to five is comfortable and you're not really like putting yourself out there like that and you're not taking any type of risk and you know like that's something that i've really never struggled with like i don't struggle to put myself out there and to feel comfortable about that kind of stuff because it can be uncertain like you might not know how much money you're going to make in a month because it you know money comes off of ads and things like that and different brand deals so it is like a, I think it's a risk that people are like, oh, you know, that's not something that I would want to try. But, you know, you take that risk. You might struggle a little bit at the beginning. But like once you can get to have your head on straight and know where you're going, I think that like the payoff is just so much more worth it, especially if it's something that you're already passionate about, like creating content and stuff like that. Why wouldn't you want to make it like take that risk initially and then make it a full time thing? So Yeah. And you can do it while you still have a job. That's right. the cool part. Like, exactly. You can do it and have a full time job mm-hmm. and then, you know, maybe devote an hour a day to it whenever mm-hmm. you get home, like either shooting the video or doing audio or putting yeah. it together, editing, whatever it might be. Uh, you can definitely do it in your spare time. And uh, the other thing. I think that's really powerful is you can learn a lot about yourself. This is something I talked about. I had uh, my friend Scott Cunningham, who also does social media marketing on the last podcast, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how just put just talking a lot, putting yourself either on a podcast or on video, you kind of learn about your own personality mm-hmm. and like you get more comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and you're more comfortable talking in front of people and you're more open and all those things that you may not even think about uh, come along with doing this sort of thing. So it could really help in any industry that you're in. So I, I think like if somebody is a, a real estate agent or just customer service in general, mm-hmm. this would help, right? Oh, yeah. And then as you do it long enough, it could turn into something that could actually be a career. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I first started on YouTube and stuff like that, I didn't really think I was doing anything special. I just thought I was, you know, being myself. And then the more I did it, the more I sat down in front of the camera, like I got more comfortable with it. And I don't know, I just, I did definitely figure out like I mean people would leave comments on my videos and be like oh when you said this it was so funny and I'm like 
that's just my personality like you know and then it's kind of like a confidence boost where you're like oh you know people really want to watch and listen to what I have to say when I'm not saying anything out like super special but to them or to other people like they might view it a little bit differently so it does like you look at yourself in a different light for sure and it can be good and bad because you know there's a lot of like negative feedback on the internet I know we talked about that video that had a hundred thousand views that is the only video that I have negative feedback on the rest of them everyone's so sweet and nice and that one people are like you, like you can read them for yourself like they're not nice comments but i mean that's just like but that's kind the of, youtube world right like YouTube, right <laughs> the youtube commenter is a different kind of human altogether. <laughs> oh, oh yeah i don't know who they are because i've never left a huge I've, I've i've watched hundreds probably thousands of youtube videos and never left a comment on any of them yep whether i liked them <laughs> or hated them so it's a it's a there's a certain kind of human out there who yeah. leaves those comments and oh, they're yeah. just trying to they either hate themselves most likely they're jealous or they just want to troll yeah and get under your skin <laughs> Right. So, yeah, but you know what? A number is a number. You leave a comment if it's nice or if it's mean. It's still a comment. It's yeah. still raising those numbers. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. You know, you're doing something right when you have people hating on right. you. Right. That's just the truth. Right. Exactly. A lot of people say that to me, and I, it doesn't really get under my skin because, like, I, I feel like I'm pretty confident enough to like know what is you know what I am what I do and like feel good about it but so they get creative like you're right the YouTube commenter it it is weird and the thing about YouTube is like before I started my own YouTube videos I never left a comment on anyone's video I never did anything like that I would just watch and go but then the more I like got into my own YouTube I realized that like it's almost I don't know if the word is crucial but it, it, it helps the person so much if you leave a comment or just Doesn't engage really. yeah if you just engage it helps with their, their their view like their viewership it helps, yeah it helps everything if you can just like engage in their video so if that means give it a like or even share it leave a comment it just really helps and that's kind of how i think my that hair video that we talked about went like more like big than the rest of them because I did like a giveaway in it and mm. i had maybe like 400 comments on it and within the first I don't know, maybe five hours. And that like shows YouTube, okay, this video is doing good. Like this video, she has all these subscribers and these this many people are interacting with it. And yeah. it kind of like boosts it up into the YouTube world. And then so, you know, we'll take the bad comments. We'll take the good comments. We'll take all comments. We'll take all engagement basically. So. Yeah. Well, what I've learned from social media marketing as well is leaving comments can also help your own business. So like mm -hmm. if you're leaving comments on somebody else's wall, then people who watch that video who are like either uh, loving it or hating it, whatever the reason are is that they're leaving a comment, they're going to see that you posted in there and they'll be like, oh, who's Hanny Bakes? And they might mm -hmm. click on your profile and go to your thing. So yep. it's, a, it's a very easy tool for self-advertisement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's free. It's the same thing on Instagram, too. You'll see a lot of like bigger Instagram Instagrammers or celebrities or things like that that'll comment under their mutuals, like somebody that would have like a similar following to them, somebody that they have like the same type of audience and they will leave comments underneath their like pictures and stuff like that because at first i'm like these celebrities they're always supporting each other it doesn't i don't i don't understand but then you kind of see like it is just like a free marketing tool where you can get like that same audience and get there like reach them too just by leaving a couple words on a comment so yeah it's craziness i, I love it so much and uh I i'm glad like there's people around here who are like doing it and who get it yeah because it's so much fun right mm -hmm. like how much fun are you having being able to do this oh it's it is so much fun like I mean, it is like a lot of pressure and it's a lot of work that I didn't really expect to, you know, 
to sign myself up for I kind of just did it on a whim thinking like oh this will be fun this will be whatever and it is a lot of fun and but like it is a lot of work and stuff like that what does the work come in like what's the work part for you (laughs) the editing or it's gonna sound really high maintenance but I am like I like to make sure that the content I put out is good content it's good quality content I don't want to put something out that I don't feel good about myself so I like to make sure that things are like in tip top shape before I'm making a video you know what I mean like I want to make sure my editing's on point I want to make sure my backdrop's on point I want to make sure I'm on point like I want to make sure I'm like looking decent you know and just little things like that that you have to actually schedule like I will sit down at the start of my weeks I always do it on Sundays and just make an entire schedule like this is the day I'm gonna wash my hair and then I'm gonna make this video the next day and then I'm gonna do this like it, you I literally will schedule out that's what you should do mm-hmm. that's yeah what, when I do marketing for companies that's what I try to tell them is like you need a weekly monthly schedule oh yeah because if you don't have that, then every day you're just going into it thinking like, what am I going to do today? <laughs> yep. And that ends up taking longer than anything else, mm-hmm. like coming up with the idea. Yeah. And so especially, plan, yeah, especially with the way that like trends and fads work and stuff on with YouTube, like things come and go so quick that you got to, okay, when you see it trending, when you see like people are into it, people want to know about this product, people want to know, you got to go, you got to do it, you got to put it out, you got to produce it, you got to do it all in like a timely manner and make sure it's good content because in like a month. no one's gonna care you know what I mean so yeah yeah, definitely scheduling that is like a lot of work and just like keeping up on the content and all of that but it's not like I'm not complaining because it's an amazing job like it's something that I never really even thought I never really envisioned myself even doing but here we are well you started on Instagram first you got a big Instagram following and then moved it over to YouTube yeah I what like I actually started because it's a it's kind of a funny story I went to college I go to Penn State University and in State College and I moved there this past August and I just like had the hardest time like because I was away from home for the first time and I was just like going through some personal things and I was like down like I was just not myself and I didn't feel good and I would get on Instagram live like of all places I would get on Instagram live and I would do my makeup and people loved it and people would be like when are you getting on Instagram live again and I would announce it it would I have like 12,000 followers or whatever I'd get like 200 views at a time like I in total I'd have like 2,000 viewers over the entire hour being on live and people really liked it I enjoyed it it made me feel better and I was like wow this is maybe this is like the step that I need to take to really like get myself back in the swing of things so then for Christmas I was like I'm getting myself a camera we are doing this you know we're gonna do I got like my tripod my ring light all that stuff and yeah yeah, and then I started in January and um, I had no expectations at all like I seriously just started just for the fun of it I started making videos in my bedroom like in my dorm room at school and then um, it just kind of took off and I was not expecting that. So now I'm like, okay, now I have to keep up with it and plan and things like that. So, so. how did it, let me ask you, like, just getting started out in YouTube, making the videos, how did it take off? Like, wh- how are you advertising your videos? I guess this is um, the question. I use my Instagram mostly. Okay. I, cause that's where my biggest following is. I mean, before I had YouTube, I only had about 8,000 followers on Instagram. So it has helped a lot like crossing platforms. And I try to do a lot of things that cross platforms because I know that my YouTube, I mean, my Instagram is pretty big, like compared to my YouTube. So I want to keep them as if I could keep them level, that'd be awesome. But yeah, um, yeah I started 
with the Instagram and I don't know like starting with Instagram was probably a good step but I also like crossing my followers from Instagram is easy because I can get on there and be like okay I'm making a new video and I can give them little snippets of things like that and people get excited and people are like I can announce times I can announce things like that because they're in YouTube there's really not a way to do that there's no way to post something that disappears after 24 hours or whatever yeah so I really started with like promoting myself like advertising my YouTube on my Instagram and like crossing the platforms and it just worked out really well so. it's so cool man I love I, I just love the idea that you can take all those platforms, which all seem like, if you're not working with it like as like a profession or working towards something, it all seems like too much, mm -hmm. right? But when you're using it as like a way to promote other things and you're kind of tying them all together, then it all it makes sense. And this just kind of dawned on me recently, like it makes sense why you could use all the platforms. Like, oh yeah. Even though like YouTube's the main one, right? Mm -hmm. Like YouTube's the one that kind of trickles down to the other platforms and makes those grow. Um, which is why I need to really start cracking away at my YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I just I, I've seen it through Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, like tying them together with my podcast, even like bringing them advertising mm -hmm. over to the podcast. It's great that you can use all of those, and they all have their own specific like power. Oh yeah, that definitely. You can draw from. Definitely, I think that something that people overlook is the like the power of video because on my Instagram, I just strictly posted pictures, which was fine, you know. But when I started to post videos on my Instagram, people really enjoyed it, and I was like, wow, people they do want to see like the real life stuff. They want yeah. to see it like how, while it's happening, and I think that's why YouTube does so well. You get to see like genuine content you get to see the day-to-day -day life of a person you get to see them physically not just like a, a picture because you know with pictures and things like that you can edit them you can you can make it look like a certain way but with video it's real time and I think people have a more genuine connection to that yeah. so like I mean even when I work with brands and stuff like that brands will pay so much more for video footage as opposed to just a photo mm -hmm. like i mean there's this thing called the social blue book i don't know if anybody has ever heard of it but you can get on you can put in your social media handles and things like that and they will spit out numbers that you should be like making off of like a promotional post or a promotional video oh, and okay. um my and they, they'll give you like a rating and thing like things like that but my like the the money that I mean the amount that I should be paid for a video is almost three times the amount I should be paid for a post so right. and even just on Instagram like a video on Instagram would do so much better and I think it's just again that genuine connection that people feel whenever they see like real time someone doing something yeah. for real you know well I mean think I was just saying this on the last podcast uh it makes perfect sense because like well, think out, think throughout time. Obviously, since video's been around, I mean, movies, mm -hmm. television. What has always been the most powerful platform? It's been whatever the videos have been on. Like yep. photography has been popular, but not as popular as a movie. Right. Not as popular as like you know what what video can do. So, when I think like human interaction, like how do we when you get to know somebody and like you find out what they're all about and you like them, like that's only through personal interaction. Right. So if you can't physically, personally meet the person, then the video would be the next best way to mm -hmm. understand who they are as a person, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I love the way that the internet's breaking down the walls. So everything that used to be pre-produced, you know, every television show that had a stage and a set and a bunch of people working behind the scenes and makeup crews and audience, it's all gone. Mm -hmm. So like you're really getting real people. Mm -hmm. And the more you put yourself out there, the harder it is to fake who you actually are. Oh yeah. And I think people like that. They like the genuineness if you're, if you're putting yourself out 
out there on a daily basis or a weekly basis, after a while, it's really hard to disguise you, oh, yeah. who you really are as a person. Oh, yeah. And the great thing about the internet is somebody will expose you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my wife was just showing me, there's there's one YouTube girl out there who always talked about how she she was down to earth and all this sort of stuff, and she didn't buy these sorts of things and do these sorts of things. And somebody, a troll online, went through and grabbed clips of her other videos showing her mm-hmm. doing the exact thing that she said she never does. Oh, yeah. And probably you know? made like a compilation of yeah. it. And they were and like, a, here, yeah. yeah. And it like blew up. Oh, and yeah. it totally exposed her. And that's awesome, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you might say that's terrible. If you're that girl, you're probably upset. Right. Right. But for everybody else, it's great to mm-hmm. see like, you know, it's everybody's... so much easier to access like what like a real person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can't lie. Like if you do lie, you can for however long, whatever. But eventually someone you post enough <sighs> of your life online. Right. Somebody is going to, you know, find out. So yeah. how did you get comfortable on video? Because I think that's the hardest thing that people have an issue with, like getting your picture taken. That's one step. But really the the. the being comfortable putting yourself out there on video is incredibly jarring for a lot of people. Um, honestly. Or are you not comfortable yet? No, <laughs> I, doing it. I was never not comfortable. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, cause like it never even occurred to me, like I'm going to have to sit down in front of a camera and talk because I had never have had a problem with it. I mean, my dad does a lot of like the same thing mm-hmm. and um i've ne- and like even my public speaking classes i've always had 100 percent. i've just really never had any type of problem with public speaking and especially with videos and stuff like that um like i can edit my videos i can just i can make them look a certain way but whenever i'm able to just sit down and talk like i f- i feel 100 percent comfortable and i do a lot of Instagram lives too because I do have like my following on there and I will get on it and I remember this one girl reached out to me she has like 1.5 million followers and she is like we actually follow each other and she sent me a message after I did an Instagram live and she was like I just wanted to tell you that you did so good and I was like how cool is what? that I, I know I was like what is she talking about and she was like I just watched her live and you're a natural and I seriously was just sitting in my bedroom talking like I was just talking to the camera and that's how stupid it is right yes it's literally just be yourself yes. and it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. and like, people like it and yeah. I'm like wow people unless like... you're a piece of garbage yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> but... <laughs> well some people might like that too yeah I don't know well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's crazy right that's that's the thing too is that even the people who have all these followers, the reason they do is because they were natural in front of the camera. They were comfortable mm-hmm. doing it. And then they did it a lot. Yeah, exactly. And that's just kind of, you just got to do it a lot. Yeah. And it, it'll fall into place. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you have to be really consistent. And uh, that it's really hard, but um, that is definitely the key. I've, I've heard a lot of YouTubers talk about, you know, like three times a week, you have to upload and this and this. And I try to do... Um, like, it's, I still want to keep my content genuine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I've also found that it's really important to interact with, like, my in, like my subscribers or my followers. And it almost feels bad to say that. I almost feel, like, bad to be like, They're oh. They're my friends. Yeah. I try to, I try to say, mm-hmm. like, like, oh, I got, I got to go in, answer my Instagram comments. But then I think about it, like like you know they're just they're just my exactly they're my friends like i i I shouldn't be like degrading towards them which i'm not i don't think it's like that at all yeah but like in my head i kind of think like this isn't me like oh i have to you know so i try to really 
um, interact as much as I can with the people that support me. And I feel like that helps a lot too because oh, for sure. yeah, they see like, okay, this girl is real and this girl can say thank you if I compliment her or like this girl will answer what lip gloss she's wearing if I want to know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. cause I know that there's like a lot of bigger YouTubers or people like that, that have had smaller starts like this where, you know, like it's in their head, like uh, I am, I have this following, I have this status, I have this name, I don't need to answer people, I don't need to do this. And I'm like, no, I would like to stay as genuine as I can. I mean, maybe one day if this ever blows the whole way up, then I would not, would not be able to answer every single comment. But right. like for now, I really try to like interact as much as I can with the people that support me because it's it's so mutual. Like if you're supporting me, then let's be friends basically yeah and that's uh, that is the biggest part of it without a doubt like mm -hmm. being in radio for so many years i always knew that like the the more that you can build that relationship with people i just i would relate it to like people calling in mm -hmm. so like the more if somebody would call in and you you don't act like um like you're above them or like this personality you just act like you do you right. actually are then you build an immediate relationship yep. and that sticks and then mm -hmm. people stick around because they understand that you're like a real human and yeah. not, a, not some fake robot oh, or something. Like, yep, exactly. There, There's actually one person that comments on my YouTube videos. She has not missed a video yet and I think it's because she left like a really nice comment on my first video and it was real long and I read it and it, it was so heartfelt so I, you know, I responded back and I, I said like, this, like I was very nice and mutual and ever since that she leaves one every single time and it's always something really sweet and she knows that she's helping me and i'm appreciative so and i always respond and like now we we're friends and we're friends on instagram now and like we comment on each other's stuff and it's just like the mutual you know it's just a mutual relationship and it works out really well especially social media wise so yeah and if that if, if you're like if you start interacting with somebody online who doesn't do anything online like they're right. not putting videos out You're, you could inspire them to start doing it themselves right yeah. and they should I, I really I truly think that everybody should be recording themselves and I'm not saying you have to release the content that might not be the goal but like you should always try to find out what you're actually like oh yeah because you don't know what you sound like you don't know <laughs> what you look like and if you can like get used to that and be okay with that it it, it boosts your self-esteem because then you're like oh okay I know like I understand how I look now. Mm -hmm. I understand what I sound like now, and it. For, I don't know how exactly that works in your head, but it's worked in my head that way. Uh, because unlike you, like I was never okay. That's why I got into radio. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I got into radio because I had low self esteem. I didn't have a whole lot of confidence, and like that's the classic radio DJ hide yeah. behind the microphone in a oh, room, yeah. <laughs> like nobody's there. Right. Yep. <laughs> so that's why I did that. And then my wife Nini, like she's like you, she mm -hmm. could get on camera. Or in front of a crowd of people, no problem. Mm -hmm. Just Me, talk, yeah. in front of a crowd of people, I still kind of die inside <laughs> as I'm doing it, but I, but I force myself to. And I just, I knew that about myself. Like, I knew if I forced myself to do it, I'd get better at it. Yeah. Because I knew I wanted to, mm -hmm. I just, like, couldn't make myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, just do it, and then you'll get over it. Yeah. And that's, that's the big part of it, is just getting over it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I first started I I did kind of feel like I mean I didn't feel uncomfortable in front of the camera I just felt what if people don't like it what if people say this what if people see me as this but then like the more I did I just I had really good positive reactions and I was like I was like okay then you know I got to keep doing this because people like it and I enjoy it too so yeah it like being in front of a camera really doesn't throw me off as much but it's more of like are people gonna like it or what are people gonna say and how do people view me how do people see this do they gonna like this so but i just try to stay like as true to like what i genuinely like because then 
it doesn't really matter like if I like it and I'm being truthful and I'm being genuine and it's you know then if they don't like it then they don't like me and that's okay because someone else does yeah and that's you so you're like yeah. well that's just who i am yep you know i'm not putting on a show so if you get the if you get a negative comment what's your immediate reaction because whenever i get one i immediately <laughs> get defensive in my head i'm like oh boy i'm gonna go on yeah. i get sad <laughs> slash mad but well, then i then i sit back and i'm like you know what that's just i don't i don't know their life i don't know what they're thinking or what they're like just whatever. Yeah. Who cares? That's personally. But. I, well, I used to get worked up. I used to be like, oh my gosh, like this is so mean. I would never say this about somebody. But then I started to realize that like, I don't know, I would get like these ridiculous comments where people would be like so mean and it was almost <laughs> laughable. So yeah. then I kind of just started, I don't know if anybody out there follows me on Twitter or if anybody, anybody knows what I'm talking about, but sometimes I don't like to troll people. I don't like to put people on blast, but sometimes I'll just like, if someone makes fun of me, I'm just going to make fun of it back. Yeah. And so people would leave mean comments and they would like spell words wrong or something. And right. I would just like, I would repost it and be like, well, I'm confused because you can't even spell this word that you're trying to <laughs> insult me with. But yeah. like just things like that. Like I don't, I don't really like to, um, I, I mean, I guess that is kind of like coming back at them, but it's almost in a playful way. Like, I don't like that's the, I guess that's the way I'm trying to say. It. I don't like to take anything way too seriously. Like right. if someone leaves a really rude comment, I'm like, OK, I might make fun of it back and be like, OK, but I'm never going to, you know, be like super serious about a mean comment because at the end of the day, it is just a comment and there's a million other nice ones. So and look at what you're doing. Also, if you're taking doing makeup too seriously, that's an issue. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, makeup. exactly. Unless you're like <laughs> fighting for world peace or something. Yeah. Then you might like be able to, to get offended. I don't know what the situation would be, but I think of the same mm -hmm. thing. Like If I get a negative comment, I'm like, what am I really doing here? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm having fun and I know my intentions. Right. So I know my intentions are good. Then somebody can. My, my favorite example ever. This is this is when I kind of got past, I guess, negative comments. When I was in radio. Uh, Adele had just come out uh -huh. and uh, whatever her first song was. I forget what it was. Uh, Rolling in the Deep. Yeah. Right. And I wasn't sure how to say her name yet. So I introduced her as Adele. Uh -huh. And some girl wrote me on Twitter and I still have it saved somewhere because it made, I screenshotted it because I laughed so hard at it. She wrote like, it's not Adele, it's Adelaide, you ignorant swine. Oh. Something like, oh. why don't you go kill yourself? It was like the most absurd oh tweet God. ever. And she fit in like 140 characters, wow. which number one I found was impressive. I was like, that's really impressive mm. that she got like all these insults yeah. packed into 140 characters. And it was so over the top that I like laughed out loud. And that it, like I can remember that moment I was like, oh, you know, she's number one trying to get a reaction out of me right. and number two this is more hilarious than it is offensive in uh -huh. any way shape or form and then it turned out that i was actually saying her name right yep so i was immediately like i'm saying her name wrong oh everybody heard me say her name wrong and then i like watched videos online to try to find mm -hmm. out how like they say her name and it was adele and i was like oh i was right this yeah. whole time and then i did i kind of called her out on the air and like yeah. made a joke out of it exactly and like if you can make a joke out of it who cares it's good content mm -hmm. like that's the best it, kind it of is content. good content you're not wrong you're not wrong <laughs> so yeah. explain how youtube works because i i think a lot of people were curious about this i know i am as far as like monetization like when does it happen at what level of of subscribers of viewers when the ads come in mm -hmm. explain that part of it okay so i mean i am still trying to figure it out the best of my ability but um <laughs> and it changes constantly it, it so. does change a lot but 
basically with YouTube, you start like from zero, obviously, and to be monetized, which means to like make money off of your videos, um, you have to have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. And then you have to submit your like application for monetization and be reviewed and approved. And um, the, it, YouTube does take a while to do this. So I'm still waiting for YouTube to monetize me. So if anybody out there has connections to YouTube, <laughs> let them know that Hope Annie Bates needs monetized. But crying out loud, you guys. Yeah, yeah. But basically, um, it works. Google AdSense will place video, I mean, they'll place ads on your videos. And they will like directly correlate to the content that you make. So like I was just saying about the the one video I made is about dermaplaning, which is a service I get done. And it's basically like shaving of your face, like of your skin, of your face. And they would put like men's razor ads on my videos. And I was always so confused. I'm like, I'm not a guy and I don't use men's razors. I don't know why. But what they do is YouTube will like sort through and figure out what your audience would like what ads would suit them the best and then they'll place them on your videos and every youtuber has a option on the in like their settings where they can decide you know do i want the ads to play at the beginning of the video do i want to allow ads to interrupt in the middle of my video do i want there to be a banner along the bottom of my video and like every single ad is completely um like it's completely set even on the sides they're they're all everything is branded to the content that you are making so um you get paid through technically through google adsense so they write like a check or whatever once a month for the ads and it's not super big like it's not a big paycheck but i think a lot of the youtubers and this is something that i kind of figured out on my own too a lot of the youtubers they don't make their base of their income from ads they make a lot of their income from like promotional deals and things like that with brands yeah. so that is like where a lot of the money comes in because the ads won't pay as much and the ads work like like we were just saying about um they work by watch time on your ads and clicks so if you are not watching somebody's ads like if you skip their ad every time or things like that they're not going to make any money off of the ad the the YouTube wants to see that you are interacting with the ad in order to get paid. So, the, the viewers are interacting yeah, with the, the view, ad. Yeah, exactly. The viewers are interacting with the ad. It's so, so odd they put men razors on a woman's yeah. video, though, right? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't the algorithm recognize, like, well, it's a female video, yeah. not a male video? That's, that's strange. I but I guess maybe the... Like the Some. keywords, I think like because whenever you make a YouTube video, you have to tag certain words and things like that. And it's yeah. pretty important. Like you have to look up what words are doing better than other words just to make sure that you're reaching the most people that you can. And um, yeah, I think that that's what happened with that one that it was just like the title literally said shaving my face so people are like <laughs> and that's almost like a, I mean we can talk that's about so funny we can talk about clickbait too because yeah. that's a big thing on YouTube but that was almost like a that's shaving almost like a face. teaser like okay there's this girl and her oh and her title is shaving her face like <laughs> oh, I need to watch this and that's done on purpose that's obviously done for more ads yeah. but I mean for more views but the ads just didn't directly correspond to it but that's okay I mean that's Dude, okay that title just makes me laugh so hard yeah and it works because it, like 
you see that and you're intrigued and you see the thumbnail and you're like, oh my goodness, I want to watch this. I want to know what she's talking she's about. She's shaving her face. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people that make videos like in this with the same service and stuff like that. Well, they'll put like shaving cream on their face. Like they'll go oh, right. all out. And, cover video. Yeah, cover and photo. that's that's like that's another thing too. I think that my hair video did so well with because the thumbnail is so important. It is like the first thing that the viewer sees. It is the first. What is like, the thumbnail? The it's just me with really really long pretty hair. So I think I just got it done actually so i think that that is like so important and you know like the more i sat back and thought about it i personally will watch videos that i like the thumbnail like i see the thumbnail and right. it's like a it's something intriguing it's like i don't know it i don't know it's something inside of me is like oh i want to watch that video then i'm going to click on it and watch it but if the thumbnail's not cute then i'm like oh i don't i don't care that's so true because i love fail videos obviously my son loves fail videos and um, there's so much clickbait in fail videos oh, because yeah. usually like a woman in a bikini as the cover photo and you're like, what did she fail on? <laughs> yeah. What happened? And, I, and she's never even in the video. Like I'll click yeah. on it. Like where is the girl from the click? Ah, oh, yeah. I got clickbait it's into clickbait. a fail video. Yeah. It's amazing. And they do that with titles too. Like you'll see a lot of titles will be like, that I need to tell you the truth and I'm like oh my gosh what does she have to tell us and then you watch it and she's just talking about how she's like moving to LA to become like a full-time youtuber and well, you're that's like that's the truth that's the yeah, she told you the truth ex exactly see like it's they just fabricate the truth and it helps with news. views yep yep <laughs> but it works it really does that's why people do it yeah and they're trying to crack down on that I guess and, mm -hmm. but I guess I mean if you have like you did shave your face, right? You didn't like take a razor to it or anything. No, I mean we but took like I mean, a medical grade razor in a salon under like supervision. But yeah, so like it's not. I'm not lying. It's just like a little. It's just marketing. That's all it is. Yeah, this is the crazy thing. So you're like in school, right? You go to Penn State, and they like they teach social media marketing classes. Right. Like that's what I do for a living, and I know I, I like there's a lot of companies that do social media marketing. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you look at that company. And they don't put anything out personally online. Right. Like, how do they really know? Like, you know. Exactly. You would be able to teach a class yeah. on YouTube marketing because yep. you do it. Because, like, it is actually your career. And I think that's the super powerful thing that uh, that I like that I'm, I mean, I guess I technically am already doing, but I want to do more of, is teaching people how it actually works. Instead mm -hmm. of, like, having somebody who, who thinks they know how it actually works teach mm -hmm. you. Like you make money on it. This is what you do for a profession. Right. It's taken off. Right. Obviously, you would know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think about that all the time because, like we just said, I took a class at Penn State and it was about um, like social media marketing, basically. And I, it was like almost painful to sit through. Not in a bad. I mean. Not in like an offensive way. It just was almost like, okay, I know all of this. But you're already ahead of the game. You're yeah, way ahead of I was the game. like, what? Like, I mean, I had to take it for the credits, so I, you know, we just we got the A, and we moved on. But like, I really feel like, like we were saying, couldn't too, you just show her your follower count? Yeah. Be like, I think <laughs> like, I get an A already. How does this can work? I, can I go? But <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it. Like we said, it's not something that you can like keep up with like that. It is something that changes all the time. Yeah. So having somebody that's not like completely involved in the world of social media it's it'd be so hard to teach a course on it unless you're like directly doing exactly what like social media is so and it is a full-time thing like when you get big enough like it is huge and it involves so much time I don't know how some people like I follow youtubers that work full-time and they make videos and stuff like that and they make money off their videos they make this and this and this but 
like they're not consistent with their stuff because it, they can't be you know what I mean like when you're when I mean starting smaller yeah definitely but when you get into like those hundreds of thousands of subscribers and you want to take it super seriously yeah. it does become like your full-time thing you know what I mean yeah and why Which would it cool, unless I guess the one way you could switch it up is like if you have a business and you're hiring other people to do a lot of the work for you in that business and mm-hmm. you make that marketing part yeah. your main job which really is what you should do I mean that's kind of the stage that I'm getting to is uh, I want to have my social media marketing work because I understand how it works and I, I found a couple people who also understand how it works but the more I'm in it the, I realize um, that me being the face of it is more important than me doing all of the work inside of it yeah because I can from I can like oversee all this stuff and like if I see something going wrong I'd be able to like notify check that it's wrong and fix it uh but if you're not out there like as the face of the thing then who is yep and like what's causing it to work if somebody's not the face of the company yeah and when you're your own company how cool is that like it's yeah i mean it is all like at the same time it's a blessing because you know you are the face of your own company and like whatever you do is it's like it's branded basically but at the same time like it can be a lot of pressure and it's I mean I talk about this with my dad a lot because sometimes I get really like worked up and I'm like oh you know I have to make sure that I look a certain way or act a certain way or things like this and that but like because it's marketing you know what I mean I don't want to step out and have like think people have people think differently of me whenever I portray something completely different online. So it is like a back and forth, but it's cool that you can seriously market yourself just from your face. And like, like people can look at you and be like, Oh, that is Hannah Baker. This is what she does. I know all of this because she has marketed herself through social media and things like that. And yeah, it is a lot of pressure, but like, I mean, I, it's not something I complain about because it is like I feel like there's a lot of people out there that would love to do this but maybe don't have like the confidence or the courage or like you said can't sit down in front of a camera or things like that so and that's the kind of thing I want to teach really that's the, that's one of the because I came from a, when I was younger I didn't I was like I wanted to do it but I was like, afraid to I didn't know how to right mm-hmm. so I'd love to teach teach people how to get over that like what do you do to get over it because <laughs> it is really you talk about like the most unnatural thing in the entire world is being able to see yourself and yeah. what you do like it's, oh yeah it's weird anytime anybody's ever been on audio who's never been mm-hmm. on audio before or been on video they're always like oh i sound like that mm-hmm. oh they put on headphones <laughs> for the first time they're yeah. like this is what i sound like you hear Why your voice play like back me? you're like oh no yeah. yeah or you see yourself on video and you're like Mm-hmm. You hear it all the time, like, why would you ever even talk to me if if I look like this all the yeah. time? And it's like, well, I mean, everybody that you've ever seen or talked to knows that you look and sound like this, and right. they're okay with you. Right? They don't run away right. in fear of like what you look like or whatever. Yeah. So, so you got to understand, it's just you getting used to what you are like. Yeah, my. You have a different idea in your head of what mm-hmm. other people see. Oh yeah, for sure. My dad, like my dad does the same stuff and I think that I'm most confident with it because when I was younger, like I would go into the studio with him when I was 4 or 5. And he's in radio. Yeah, he like has he's done radio all his life and now he works like he does like on-field stuff with the Altoona Curve. So he like Which is, is a, it's a, that's me doing that I was nervous. I was like, "Oh, jeez, I got to get out." Yeah, crowd, he, like, see, he loves it. Like yeah. he doesn't get nervous. So I I was raised to think like okay this is what we're just gonna do it like I would go into the studio and I was like four and my me and my dad would sit in front of a mic just like this and we would just talk like he would talk and I was four I was probably funny and people like people liked it yeah. and I had always thought like I mean I, I don't even remember the first time hearing my voice back but 
like I've never I've never really had that moment where I'm like oh this is what I mean in a sense but I've never felt like oh my goodness I I people people like this people I don't know I've just always felt like this was natural like you grew up yeah yeah I think yeah exactly I grew up with it and my mom's kind of the opposite like my mom is a really outgoing person she's really she's cool and she you can talk to her about anything like she can meet anybody but if you put a camera in front of her she's so awkward I'm like where like where you're in the same house as me you raised me why do you why are you like this and then I look at it and it's it's seriously because my dad just kind of like he the way he is I just thought this is normal and I went on and (laughs) it's funny too because I coach cheerleading as well and um we do like an end of the year ceremony and it you know it's a nice thing for the girls we have a little ceremony and we we do like a little speech about every girl and my assistant coach she like came into the the banquet she had these note cards she had like this whole speech planned out for every single person she's like where are your speeches i'm like i don't need to what do you mean what are you talking about and she's like you know we're going to talk about every girl and i said yeah i know and she said we're going to be in front of a microphone in front of 200 people and i said i know and she said well what are you going to say and i was like i don't know i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk i'm just gonna stand there i'm gonna talk off the top of my head and it'll be fine and she was like so nervous and i i was like wow like this is actually and we talk about like me and her talk about all the time too public speaking is a thing that is like a lot of people aren't comfortable the with. The two biggest fears in life are death and public speaking. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, God, like that's a real statistic. That's like, crazy. That's nuts. And sometimes people are more afraid of public speaking than dying. Yeah, yeah. And like you can't get better at dying. No, you, know, but you no. can get better at public speaking. I, mean, yeah. I guess you could die faster. <laughs> but like you could, <laughs> you could speed up the process. Yeah. But like it's it's something that you could get better at. But it's so scary. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, for me, I mean, I'm I'm comfortable in front of a microphone. I'm good in front of a camera. I get in front of a group of people. I still get nervous. Really? Yeah, because I, I that was never my world, right? I was like on a, on the radio. Yeah. So I was always mm-hmm. staring at like a a wall. Yeah, yeah. And like I never had to be that. in yeah. front of people. Being a cheerleader, I'm sure that helped a lot too. Oh yeah. Being in front of the crowd. Yeah, I like I danced and cheered, and I mean like my dad and stuff like I've always just I really never thought much about it and then I realized that like especially how I said about that message that that girl sent me I didn't realize that people weren't people didn't just talk in front of people so (laughs) it's definitely in the way that you're raised I guess and like social skills and some things like that but yeah like I said about public speaking classes and things like that I took I got like a hundred percent in my public speaking classes and I didn't really think I was like, that was probably my easiest course of college. And people are like, oh, I hated public speaking. I'm like... Yeah, it's like the hardest one. Yeah, I'm yeah. like... Man, man, there, I mean, there's other things that I struggle with, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I am I am 100% comfortable all the time, because no, there are other things that like I struggle with. But no, the whole... The speaking in front of a camera and things like that, I'm just really never struggled. Well, the thing that I... If I'm up on stage and I'm talking about something that I know about easy as pie yeah. that's easy but like yeah. i just recently was asked to host an event so i was the host of an event that i didn't really know much about and that mm-hmm. made me really nervous because i'm not good i'm good at ad-libbing if it's stuff that i'm comfortable with if yeah. it's not and i'm in front of people who might be like here for a different reason than why i'm here mm-hmm. and i i'm always afraid i'm gonna like say something mm-hmm. wrong so i guess like my the biggest thing for me is like on radio i could never see a reaction yeah. right i would just assume that it was a good reaction mm-hmm. or I'd hear like afterwards it was good. But when you actually can see people's faces and either they're not paying attention to you or they like make a weird face and they might even be just like sneezing. Yeah. But they might not yeah. even like, like it's not, might not even be about you. And yeah. you're like, Oh God, 
why am I ruining their life they don't right like now? It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. No, I, yeah, I've been there. I've definitely been there before, but. I don't know. I guess it just comes down to like being like I'm being comfortable and like the background that I do have doesn't it helps, I guess. You know. So do you have like a plan or are you just kind of <laughs> going for it? I'm just kind of going for it. Um, I like I said, I don't like to I don't really want to work like a nine to five and things like that. I really was not expecting this to happen. Like, if I'm being completely honest, I thought I was making videos because it made me feel better. <laughs> like, I did it just because I, it made me feel good. And then whenever I started getting emails and stuff like that from brands and I started, like, making money and I was I was like, wow, I better figure this out because this is, like, actually the route I'm probably going to end up taking. And, I mean, my plan, I have, like, an idea, I guess. I have an idea, but I don't have, like, a set plan. I'm going to graduate after the – hopefully I'm going to graduate in a year <laughs> from school. And I just want to, like, keep doing what I'm doing because – the way I look at it, like when I started, there was, you know, like a whole world of opportunities and I had just started and there was no opportunities really given to me. Like I just started and that was it. And then I, it's been what, five months, six months, and it's grown so much. I've had so many opportunities that I didn't even think would be possible. Like I've had brands reach out to me that are huge that I'm like, I used to buy your makeup. Like I, I still use your, like it's crazy. And so like you have I have no idea what the future will hold so I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing because I feel good about what I'm doing now I mean I won't like I'll make adjustments along the way and make sure that I'm like leveling up and stepping like doing what what I need to do to keep like to keep making the forward steps but yeah yeah I don't have like a set plan I really don't I'm just gonna see where it takes me so, so cool. it's so much yeah fun. I mean sometimes I get anxious because I'm like well what's gonna happen but then I realize that it will fall into place and and like I still have like I mean I'm gonna have a degree I'm, I'm still gonna be able to work and things like that so we'll see yeah what do you want to do with it so you're going for what did you say you were going I'm for? going for public, public, relations public relations and advertising with Penn State and then my minor is information science and technology and I plan to do social media directing and marketing and things like that because that's second nature like that is what I already know and there's already been I've already done um, social media work for a, a couple different brands I've done social media work for um, local brands for brands that are like away things like that and it's really like they seem so impressed with the work that I do and I think about it like this is just second nature like I doesn't feel like super super hard but you I, I guess you have to realize that we live in like a day and age where um, like older generations like that they're not as into the social media they don't understand and a lot of them don't want to understand like they're like let me just someone else can do it let's you know have what somebody I mean? else do it for us yeah. yeah and that and it's exactly where I step in so like I do work um, with a lot of local companies like a lot of local yeah companies businesses whatever you want to call them and um, the one I like have been working with like collaborating with and she was like you know after school am I going to be able to hire you to run my social media and I'm like well I guess like and she's like she's like because I don't know anything about it and yeah. I would rather just have somebody that actually knows what they're doing and she was like obviously you know what you're doing and I'm like yeah so that is definitely the field I want to go into and it's a huge field it is growing every day and like I like it because there it's not like I'm gonna sit in a desk for all day. Like y'all have to travel and network and things like that, which is cool. I like to do that. I like to not travel sit in and front go. of the computer all day long. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things when I got into it, I didn't anticipate like how much computer time I'd be having, and um, 
sometimes I enjoy it. Sometimes it is mm-hmm. like a gigantic nuisance. Like oh, I'm like, yeah. oh man, I want to be outside mm-hmm. or like talking to people. I'm I guess I'm I'm good at the computer stuff, but I much I am much better. Uh, and more well equipped to like talk to people like and build social, relationships yeah. and that sort of stuff because it's just it's what we're built for number one as humans we're built mm-hmm. to like interact with people one of the things I harp on so much is and people might get sick of me talking about it but it's like we're, this is also new like social media is so new yeah it's like really I mean in the form that it's in right now with like high speed internet and all the platforms maybe like five or six years you know what I'm saying right. like it's very very right. brand new yeah. so to try to think of it as like you're an expert in it or whatever, like you could only be an expert of like five years, yeah, or exactly. maybe like ten years at the most if you went the whole way back. Mm-hmm. So it's so wild because what YouTube started in '05, mm-hmm. I guess, so it's been like 13 years now. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is, there's so much more that's going to happen if you you just got to stay on board oh, and yeah. like learn new stuff and just mm-hmm. and the best way to do it is to. To like directly do it. Yeah, because you felt like you weren't even, you felt like you weren't like an expert or equipped for it, but you were because you just do it all the time. Yeah. And then you don't even think about it because it's just like what you do. Yeah, it just becomes like second nature for sure that you, I don't know, like I I was, I didn't know anything about YouTube when I first started. I just watched people on it. And then, but like the information is all out there. It's not something that you have to, like, especially with social media and stuff like that. Like, I don't think I would really even need like, a set degree to do social media because the information is out there you can take courses online you can you can read you can watch videos and things like that i mean it in this day it would help to have like a set degree you know what i mean like a diploma saying that i'm able to i don't think it would matter really i, mean, <laughs> I don't think so i mean i think the uh, older some older businesses that they, they would be like okay do you have your degree whatever but yeah i know a lot of people that don't and they run social media for a living i mean that's sh- it. i mean sure yeah it, i guess it would look okay to have it. i've never i have a communications degree from penn state i've never once ever shown it to anybody really it's, because if i okay. show them like if i have good. you know thirty thousand followers on twitter seventeen thousand followers yeah. on facebook like that's kind of enough yeah numbers I don't show lie. i yep. know what i'm doing you know yep. it's, it's like did I spend the four years in college? Yeah, but I I've learned more doing it myself, like hands on. Yep, and being in the industry. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, I now, know. Now, if you're a like a people. doctor or a nurse or an engineer or whatever, then yes, the college degree is essential. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's so like yeah. I went for communications. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know. I know. <laughs> it's so broad. Yeah, and yeah. I was already in radio for. Four years, or well, I guess, yeah, like three years. Whenever I got into college, so uh, looking back on, it, I was like, I already was already doing the thing I wanted to mm-hmm. do, and already had some ideas of how I was going to use yep. it. And maybe I learned a little bit in college. I learned some public speaking, and I learned how to run like Adobe Premiere to edit video. <laughs> Those are the main things that stick out. Wow! But I watched like old videos in college. We watched like old movies. Yeah. I don't know how that helped me at all. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's so I, funny. Three fourths of my classes haven't like cr- directly related to much of it, but. I mean, I don't know. Maybe college is just a discipline thing for like. True. That might that honestly, because I don't think I had much discipline before I went to school. But <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you you definitely don't need a degree. I know a lot of people that do social media work that they went to school for like something completely different. So I don't know. I guess I mean it's crazy that like that we live in a day and age that you can seriously make a living off of just like social media and things like that. But I, I guess I'm gonna get to my degree. And we're gonna see from there what happens. I, I don't, I don't know. But I guess if if you follow me, we'll we'll figure it out. So <laughs> we'll find out together. Yeah. You know, I, I, congratulations. By the way, I'm just I'm so cool Thank to see you. it going so well. 
and uh, it was so cool to see like your when you were on the top ten trending, and it's just. I find it awesome because I mean, someone anybody could listen to this all mm-hmm. over the world, right? So this could like apply to anyone. But I think for our area, Central Pennsylvania, we're always like five years behind. Oh right? yeah, oh so yeah. I've been talking to a lot of people lately who are doing what we're doing because it's for for most, I'd say a majority, maybe like ninety five percent of the area, it's so foreign. Oh yeah. And it's like we don't know what to do or how it works or. They don't even know that it exists. Like yeah. it's just like this thing that's annoying that kids do. Yeah. And yeah. now a lot of parents are starting to do it too, I guess. But they don't yeah. know how to like use it in the right ways. So, yeah. Uh, and and also, I guess before we go, I one of the things and I'm sure you've addressed this, or at least like talked to people online who have messaged you about it. Um, I find one of the biggest, most powerful things is like learning how to deal with trolls. Learning how to deal with those people because online bullying. I mean, I I think of kids in in high school and junior high. It's terrible, right? Because I can't imagine when I was in school, if if I would have had a phone, like it's terrible. You can't disconnect. No. I just did a a a career fair uh, for tenth graders, and I talked to probably two hundred tenth graders over the course of like three hours. And I would ask each panel of kids, like, how many of you don't have a phone? or don't use a phone or are not on like Snapchat or Instagram <laughs> and not nobody. There wasn't one person who said, said they didn't have a phone wow. and weren't on social media. And I, when I wasn't shocked yeah. because how would you not? You right. Have, all your friends are on it. You have to. Mm-hmm. So what would be your message to like kids in high school? Were you in high school with social media? I wasn't. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I got my start in high school. I used to model, um, for a bridal company and that's how my instagram grew like i had like a thousand followers oh, just wow. like a normal high, like high school girl and then in maybe did you work with michael DePiro too yeah okay. i did some work with him but i'm referencing pine ridge bridal i don't know if anybody's ever heard of them they're in duncansville and i did some work with them and like that just kind of picked up and then it kind of spread and you know and that's like how it kind of started but i remember like being trolled when i was in 11th grade and people were so mean and people would be like stop posting this girl we've seen her a million times or her her this or like just picking me apart and at first I was like oh my goodness this is so mean I would never do this to somebody myself you know and then like I don't know as time went on I kind of realized that number one it's not gonna go away like as much as I wish I could sit here and be like, oh, you know, it's it's going to go away. People are no people are going to be mean to you forever. Yeah. And like, the bigger you get, the more mean. Yeah. Pe- the more nice people, but also the more mean. People. Right. So I just kind of stopped dwelling on it and realized like looking at it in like a good light, I would say, OK, you know, there I might have these mean comments, these mean things. But as long as I'm happy with myself, as long as I feel good about what I'm doing myself, then like I'm going to focus on the good comments. So I would definitely say my message would be to ignore it to the best that you can and to realize that like if you're getting hate comments, if you're getting negative comments, if people are being mean, then like you're doing something. I'm not going to say that you're doing something great or whatever because you they, you know what I mean, but you're doing something and it's making them feel some certain way about it. Yeah, it's so, getting attention. Yeah, exa- exactly. Whether it's good or bad attention. You're getting attention and... It, it, you know what I mean? Like, it'll, it'll be okay, I guess. Like, don't feed into it, definitely. I don't, I don't like, re- like to respond or anything like that. But just don't let it, like, consume you. You know, there's so much more to focus on. There's, if you, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, as long as you're, you feel good about what you're doing, then, what, like, somebody else's opinion, really. I mean, it's, it's easier said than done, for sure. No doubt, yeah. But um, as long as you're happy, then there's no, like, 
I mean, and it is hard. It is hard to like with bullying and stuff like that because people can get nasty. But yeah, the anonymity of of the internet, mm-hmm. where they can't really see you, even yeah. if they know you, but they can't see you in the comment. Oh my like, gosh, they're writing it. It's it's yeah. intense. People can be so mean, but like I I stand pretty true to like as long as I'm happy with myself, as long as I feel good about what I'm doing, then you could say the meanest things in the world, and I'm still gonna keep going. But it, it does come down to like you first of all being happy with yourself. So. Yeah. That'd be my message, I guess. And uh, I'm going to throw this out there. And I don't know if you've ever done this uh, yourself. I'm sure you've probably talked to kids online and, yeah. like, helped them through things. But I always say, like, if, if anybody out there is involved in online bullying, if it's bothering you a lot, like, if it's really I, – I try to work – as much as I can, I mean, I should do definitely more with Refuge Youth Network. Do you know about Refuge? I don't think so. So they just, they work with kids. and it's, it, Sometimes it's kids who are having issues, or sometimes it's just kids who, you know, are, they they want a place to go to have like a, a family, like a community of, of teenagers. And mm-hmm. Micah Marshall and Ryan Alden, who run it, are amazing. And I've talked to some kids through there, and I'd like to do more of it. So if you're having an issue with it, if you just have questions about like how to, manage it or weather the storm or like you're in school and it's driving you crazy reach out to me i mean i'm sure you can oh, reach yeah, out to hannah course. as well because i'd love to just pass along the advice because i went through bullying when i was in school and i didn't have social media right. so i can't imagine, imagine how, how it would be today i get Ugh. messages about that kind of stuff a lot like people say you know talk about confidence and things like that and like i i of course anyone could reach out to me and i would help them because i mean i've been there too like people have been mean to me and that's we'll do one one more quick little story that's kind of how i got started into like the world of makeup and fashion like and stuff like that i was bullied really bad 10th grade um i was in french class and somebody i forget what he said but he like made fun of me made fun of the way i look but in french and i was not good at french so i did not know what he was saying and the teacher was like oh my goodness apologize right now and the whole class was laughing and i still didn't know what was going on because i, I didn't i wasn't good at french and <laughs> me then, either i took french yeah too, so i was like i don't i didn't know what he was saying but then he was like i'm sorry and then i found out that he was just being mean he like called me like ugly and gross or whatever and i remember crying for like an entire day like i cried from and i was in 10th grade i was old i was old enough to you know not cry in school but i lost my mind and then from that moment on i was like you know what I'm gonna do what makes me happy I'm gonna feel good about myself first and that kind of like changed my perspective on people trolling that you know no matter what people are still gonna be mean but like as long as I am happy with myself then it doesn't matter so how do you think you had that is it from your good having good parents who like help support you or like definitely yeah. yeah my parents are extremely loving like I remember going home and that's another thing too like I remember going home that day and crying and being like oh my goodness this was so it was so hurtful I feel so so embarrassed I feel I feel ugly I feel this and I remember saying like I really want to get into makeup I really want to learn how to properly do my makeup I want to learn what and my parents were like okay whatever and I remember going to the store with my dad and I was like dad I'm gonna I want will you buy me makeup and he was like he was like it was like a hundred dollars worth of makeup and he was like no why would I do and I was like please like I don't feel I remember saying like I just don't feel good about myself and he was like whatever and then like that like thank you dad because that (laughs) first initial hundred dollars sparked like an entire like I wouldn't be here if that kid wouldn't have bullied me. Now he's me. broke, but I mean, yeah, you're yeah, at least happy. yeah, yeah. At least I'm happy. <laughs> that that's my parents. You know, they put they put him before that. But yeah, definitely. Like my, I definitely think my parents have a lot. Like my upbringing has had a lot to do with that. So that plays into the fact that a lot of this comes from if you don't have good parents and a good structure, it's really hard to 
to weather the storm. So yeah. things like refuge or if you, know, if you need to reach out to somebody who could like give you the right advice yeah. or just listen to you or whatever it might be, you got to do that because yeah. you got to have that structure to help you get through it because no, it's going to be really hard. Yeah, really talking hard about it. Talking about everything is good. Talking in general is just really good. Whoever you can talk to, whoever you feel comfortable talking to, it helps. No doubt. It really yeah, does. Absolutely. So if people want to find you, uh, is it Hanny Bakes on all platforms? Hanny Bakes on all, yeah. Hanny with Bakes, two eyes. Hanny Bakes with two eyes on all platforms, yep. Um, on Instagram and YouTube, and I don't do Snapchat. I used to, wow, but- Wow, really? It's dead, What's honestly. Really? Like, it's dying, sadly, like, yeah. Like, uh- uh, Vine did. Yeah. It's going out. Oh, I, oh yeah. I, I do. I did like Vine, but um, do you it's, think Snapchat's dying? It's dying. Really? Yep. How so? Well, ever since they made that change, where they kind of like messed with it, and then a lot of celebrities came out and were like, "I'm not using Snapchat anymore." Like Kylie Jenner, who made Snapchat kind of big in the beginning, oh. and Rihanna and things like that. They were all kind of just like, and I remember like looking at news where they were dropping like millions of dollars, and mm. I don't know. Like my friends don't use it as much. I don't use it as much and so yeah i i still have it i don't post on it at all i am strictly pretty much instagram twitter and youtube um and really i don't want to cut you off but i think the reason is like you see instagram adding stories you see facebook adding stories so why when you have a a platform like snapchat i guess the filters are really one of the things that keeps it alive which are awesome uh but and like my son, like he's three, loves Snapchat because uh-huh. of the filters. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. But I think that when you have, uh, and Snapchat turned down Facebook's offer to buy them out. Like it was, I don't know, it was going to happen. Yeah. And oh, they, wow. they, so that, that might have been the nail in the coffin as well. Yeah. Because Facebook and Instagram, it's really going to be hard to beat because they're just, they're anything that works, they bring onto the platform. Yeah. And when you do that, how are you going to be a solo platform with one feature right. and survive? Right, exactly. I remember when Instagram started doing stories, everyone was like, oh, here goes Snapchat. And personally, yeah, like I have not posted on my Snapchat story in a while, but I will like consistently keep up with my Instagram story just because. And I also get like maybe five, 6,000 views on my Instagram stories as opposed to wow. Snapchat where. That's like, like half of your followers almost. Yeah. That's crazy. That, like that's another, that's the thing. Like my engagement is pretty good and people actually do like want to see what. I do, so that's that's a good feeling. But Isn't that weird? So 5,000 people watching, and I think about that, like, because when you see the number sometimes, it's like, eh, it's no big deal. But then you think, like, that would fill up a large venue. Yeah. 5,000 people. Yeah. That, if you, like, booked a concert. Wow, I've never thought of it. That'd be a like lot that. of people. Like, imagine if they were all yeah. in one place. What I'm, this is what I think, is, like, when VR becomes really, when virtual reality becomes really accessible to everybody, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to do shows in front of those crowds yeah but they'll be like in virtual reality so they'll all be there and you could see everyone it'd be like all their avatars or whatever yeah. and you'll be sitting in front of like millions of people how crazy, crazy would that be that's be, crazy wow that's that's way ahead of my time but yeah, yeah that's crazy I, I, that, that's not that far away like i would think that's probably maybe 10 years away really or less oh yeah oh, wow no doubt okay well i'll prepare for that now <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> it's a whole new form of public yeah speaking. yeah oh yeah but i'm sorry i cut you off so your social media if they want to Oh, Fine. yeah. It's uh, Hanny Bakes with two Ys, H-A-N-N-Y-Y-B-A-K-E-S. And I am really active mostly on Instagram and Twitter and not as much Facebook. I do I do a lot of work with 
cheerleading and stuff like that through Facebook, but I still am on Facebook. It's just Hannah Baker and YouTube is Hanny Bakes and all of my videos are public so you can go and watch any of them. And if you leave a comment, that would help a lot like we <laughs> talked about. So yeah, they're all they're all there and you can find me on any of them, I guess. No website. No website. Isn't that yet. crazy? Nobody, yeah, no. Like people like Instagram stars and stuff, they don't worry about websites. No, you don't need it's one. And it. you know what's funny? The other day somebody said I need to get business cards, business cards made. And I was like, why? And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, just pull up your Instagram. Because they would meet clients and stuff like that, like in public. She'd yeah. be like, I don't have a business card to give to her. I'd say, well, then pull up your Instagram on her phone. It's actually my nail tech. She's like, I want to grow my Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And then two minutes later, she said, I need to make business cards. I said, no, you don't. I said, okay. you need to pull up your Instagram. You need to like make your Instagram look like your Instagram should be your business card. And then whenever you meet people out, you say, here's my Instagram. Follow me. And there, like she has how to contact her and everything. So, yeah. I saw somebody that had a business card that was like their Instagram. Instagram. I thought, That's pretty That's cool. That's awesome. Like, it had their information on the back, but the front was like their feed. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'd love to have you on again at some point in time. And uh, as long as you're in the area and you don't like move to yeah. California <laughs> or like whatever you decide to do. Not yet. <laughs> uh, so because I want to talk more social media, uh, I think that there's a lot that we could like just collaborate on and, and inform people about mm -hmm. because it's yeah. people need to know and mm -hmm. people who want to know don't know where to find the information. Yeah, so. definitely. Oh, man, and before we sign off, Hannah, I, I didn't get a chance to mention yet, I think you would love Trade Secrets. So Trade Secrets in downtown Altoona, Pennsylvania, uh, 1223 13th Avenue. They make natural body care products. Uh, I'm talking everything's made in-house, everything, all the research, the development, and just the production. It's done by two people, Steph and her husband, Andy. And my wife goes in there all the time. She loves the bath bars, the all-natural deodorant. So she's like allergic to certain deodorants because... Like big companies put weird products, weird chemicals in their products. So like if you look at the back of a deodorant, like an old spice or something, like you'll find aluminum in there. Why is there aluminum in there? I don't know. Maybe there's too much aluminum in the world and they had to get rid of some of it by putting it in your deodorant. But that you won't find any of that at Trade Secrets. That's what I'm trying to spread the uh, word of here. Sugar scrubs, soy wax candles, wax melts, lip balms, body lotions, whipped body butters, all at Trade Secrets, 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona. Secrets and Trade on Facebook. Uh, trade Secrets underscore skincare on Instagram. Shout out to Juice. So to keep your body healthy, Trade Secrets has the products you put on your body. Juice has the products you put in your body. F 517 Allegheny Street, Holidaysburg. Cold pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth. You know, if you want that a strong, powerful immune system, then Juice is the spot to go. And that's J O O S. If you want to find out what she's all about, that's Jen who runs Juice. Before you go in, you can find The Juice Bar on Facebook and Instagram. The Juice Bar. J O O S. And a shout out to my good friend Alan who runs Sports Evolution, 2900 Plank Road in Altoona. So Alan teaches Gracie Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That's what. That's how I met Alan. I went in there actually for some physical therapy kind of stuff, some sports training, and he said, "Hey man, let's do this Jiu Jitsu thing." I was all about it. It's been over a year now, and I love just what I've learned from Alan over the year, over the past year I've been involved. He's a purple belt in Jiu Jitsu. He teaches CrossFit, certified CrossFit level one and two. He's a certified personal trainer, certified strength and conditioning specialist. Also has his uh, BS in physical education and sports science. SportsEvolution.net is the website. On Facebook and Instagram, it's actually leading athletes. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. 
And I got to thank Hanny Bakes, Hannah Baker for being in here. One of my favorite podcasts because I got so such insight about social media from her because she's living the life on YouTube, right? The one platform I need to tackle. And the fact that she said that Snapchat's going away, like that blew my mind. Wow. Later, y'all. <laughs> That's brutal.